Welcome to the NC4 Podcast. We exist to know Christ and make Him known. Discover the power of a connected life by listening to this message from God's Word. This morning I'd like to share with you a prophetic word that God gave to me for the Battelle community about a little over a month ago. And we were talking last night, and Grubby said, you have to share this with New Covenant. You have to share this word that God has given Battelle. And so I'm going I'm to start. I've got my, my notes in Spanish, and I have a pair of glasses that don't really help me too much. But who has noticed in the last few months, the last six months, that we've been in quarantine? Has anybody noticed that? <laughs> without liberty, without permission to move about, I've noticed Battelle International, the whole church around the, 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 the world, the nations of the world have noticed that something has changed in the world. I first became um, aware of the quarantines that were being declared and how it affects our lives when I was in Battelle of India. I had been visiting Battelle of India, ministering in our different centers there. Battelle in India now has, we're in 18 cities in India, and they've started three cities in Nepal, they have, uh, they've got four or five cities in Mongolia, and they're beginning to, 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 to conquer the, the subcontinent of Asia and the surrounding nations. So we, we, I was there ministering with Patel, and then the quarantine was declared. And it was declared the day I arrived at the Delhi airport to return to Spain. And they canceled my flight on the spot. So I, I, did, I lost my ticket, had to search and find a way to get back to Spain before I was locked out of Spain. And I managed to, to get a ticket to Qatar, Qatar on the Arabian Peninsula. So I flew to Qatar, I had to spend a night there. I managed to get a ticket in Qatar to Portugal. It was still allowed to, uh, to, to fly to Portugal. Patel of Portugal picked me up and took care of me for a day. Then they drove me to the Spanish border. The police allowed me to walk across the border. They accompanied me across the border walking. Then I had to take a taxi from the Spanish border to uh, Badajoz, the largest Spanish city. I had to wait all day there. I found a bus that was still going to Madrid got to Madrid after midnight, and finally got to home, at home three days later from India. And I realized that something had changed in the world, <laughs> that, that, that things are not like they used to be. And um, now, who's asked themselves how much longer this is going to continue? Have you wondered how much longer is this going to continue? And the answer is only God knows. And how is it going to end? And again, the answer is only God knows. Now, uh, meditating on this, in this question, I heard the voice of God, I believe. And he gave me a word, a word from Scripture, a prophetic word, not by power, not by might, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Not by power, not by might, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Now, where is that you have on your screen there? But where is that word from? It's from Zechariah chapter 4, verse 6. And this is the prophetic word that God gave to Zechariah for Zerubbabel. And who was Zerubbabel? Zerubbabel was the first governor of the first Jews and the first band of Jews that were returning to Jerusalem after 70 years in captivity, 
70 years in divine quarantine, not by power, not by might, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Now, in the sixth century before Christ, they were finally liberated to return and rebuild the city of Jerusalem, the, the city of their father's God, to rebuild their walls and the temple. And uh, we've been in this quarantine seven months, depends on where you are in the world. They were in quarantine 70 years, waiting to return. And how did, when they, when they returned, how did they return? How, how were they able to end the quarantine? What happened when they ended the quarantine? They were able to rebuild the city of God, rebuild the walls and the temple because God did it through His Spirit, through His grace, and not by human power. I believe that's going to happen in a marvelous, wonderful way. This quarantine is going to end in such power, such wonder, such goodness for God, and such advancement for the kingdom that we will not believe it if it were told to us today. Now, but how is it going to happen? In Zechariah uh, chapter 4, verse 7, it says, With acclamations, with shouts of grace, grace, grace. What is grace? Grace is the unmerited favor of God. This is going to end because God's going to do it, and he's going to bless us and bless the world and bless the nations, not because we deserve it, but because he's going to shower upon us the unmerited favor of God through all of this. Now, I can declare right here that something wonderful is about to happen. Charlie Cleverly, he the, was the vicar of St. Old Aids in Oxford, the second oldest church in Great Britain, close friend of mine. Uh, he invited 30 Christian leaders to Nice, France. And we were, we were going to pray together and intercede together and ask for God to visit Europe. And why did we choose Nice, France? Because two years ago, a Muslim terrorist took a 19-ton truck and on Bastille Day drove down the promenade and boardwalk of Nice and killed, 500, killed 86 people and crushed and wounded severely over 500 people. And we, we, we got together for three days, we went to the promenade, we interceded and prayed on the spot where that terrible terrorist attack happened. The same people that have been beheading people just recently in France. And then we preached to each other in the mountains there, in, in, in the foothills, and it prayed and interceded. And Charlie and I brought a word for the 30 of the leaders of Europe, the exact same word without consulting each other, the exact same verse without consulting each other, the exact same refrain we use without consulting each other, and the exact same illustration from history without consulting each other. Do you think God was speaking? And what we talked about, we, ta we, we began by saying the darkest hour is just before the dawn. The darkest hour is just before the dawn. And then we began to talk about the state of Great Britain in the early 1700s, just before the Great Awakening. When gin was, had been discovered, and it was, the, the refrain was, one penny drunk, two pennies dead. One penny drunk, two pennies dead. In any, up, at any time of the day, one-third of London was drunk. And there was such corruption and crime, and there was so much injustice that there were dozens of crimes you could be hung for. 
And God, in one, and, and, and because of that great visitation, turned England upside down and made it into the most righteous country in the world. And the, the Wesleys and Whitfield, they traveled, you know, they, they, they touched Germany, they touched the Americas. They turned early America upside down with the Great Awakening. Moravian College, right here, is, is, is fruit of that. So we're believing that something that God is about to reawake the church, there's going to be another great awakening that's going to come out of all these terrible things that are happening. Now, I would say this. It's almost uh, a prerequisite of God, before he does anything great, to place his people in divine quarantine for a season. It's almost a prerequisite, before anything great happens, that God's people are placed in a place where they can't move and they don't want to be for a season. Let me illustrate with a few uh, biblical examples. We were talking today uh, about a Spanish, I have my notes here, a Spanish word called an hito, H-I-T-O, an hito. If you look it up in the dictionary, it says milestone, but it also means a monument that's placed someplace when something wonderful has happened in the past so that you remember. An hito, equisito, it's something, it's a beautiful stone that reminds you that in this place something happened here. Well, I'm, I, I'm noticed in the scriptures that divine quarantine is an ito uh, that God has placed, a stone that marks a spot where something is about to happen, wonderful, that will turn the world upside down and advance his kingdom. For example, I pulled out almost more than 10 examples out of the scripture. We can't look at all of them today. But for example, Jose. You all know Jose, the favorite son of Jacob, called of God to be the protector of his people in Egypt, uh, during the great famine that came for seven years over all the, the world at that time. Uh, you know, he was a favorite son of his father Jacob. He was hated by his brothers. They, they sold him in the slave. They cast him into a pit, and they showed the father his, his, his coat of many colors and told the father that he was dead. He was sold to the Ishmaelites. The Ishmaelites sold him to Potiphar, and then he spent 13 years in captivity. He, his, Potiphar's wife wanted to sleep with him. He refused. He was, he was put in prison. He interpreted Pharaoh's dream. He was taken out of prison. And he became the savior of Egypt, and he became the savior of his own people. But what, but what was his preparation? What allowed Jacob, I mean, Jose, to save Israel and the world? It was divine quarantine. Thirteen years placed in a place and condition that he didn't want to be in before he was released to be a savior. Uh, Moses, uh, you all know the story, Moses, uh, his, his mother and his sister, there, there, there rose up a Pharaoh who knew not Joseph, and he enslaved Israel for 450 years, and Israel multiplied. They say there were, they, they, they were three million Jews in Egypt at the time, from the first small band of you know, Jacob's uh, sons, Three million Jews, and so they, Pharaoh commanded the firstborn of all the Jews be slaughtered, be killed. Moses' sister and mother didn't want to kill him, didn't want to have him slain. They put him in a basket, floated along the river. Pharaoh's daughter found the basket. He was taken into the royal household, and he was raised as a, you know, a son of Pharaoh, perhaps even the future Pharaoh of Egypt. He saw a uh, an Egyptian abusing a Jewish slave. He tried to stop the, the, the abuse and ended up killing the Egyptian. He fled Pharaoh's household. And what happened to Moses? He was placed in divine quarantine 
for 40 years in Midian. He met Jethro's daughter uh, uh, and, and married her. Uh, and what, what, what did he learn in those 40 years? Well, during that time, he, he um, discovered, he, he learned intimacy with God. He discovered the bush that was burning that wasn't consumed. He was humbled, and he was prepared to be the savior of his people. Placed in divine quarantine for 40 years. For everything put us, he couldn't do what he wanted to do. Uh, what is God doing for us during this time? Now, I repeat, during that time in divine quarantine, Moses learned humility and discovered intimacy with God. What are we learning now during this time of divine quarantine? What, what, what are, you, are you watching more videos? Are you, are you doing more video games and more, you give, everything's virtual? Or are you finding intimacy with God? Are you finding divine power and fire? Now, he, he also discovered the bush that burned, that wasn't consumed. And when uh, Moses, at 80 years of age, returned to Egypt, empowered, and after his divine quarantine in Midian, he liberated his people. And you all know the, you know the story of the Exodus. But once liberated, what happened? What happened to the nation of Israel? They were put, again, in divine quarantine, 40 years in the wilderness. And a whole generation, you saw, it was a time of selection. Some were, select, were prepared, some were selected, and some were eliminated. This divine quarantine is not going to serve everybody for good. Some will be eliminated. Some will not discover the things they need to discover. They won't be changed as God wants to change us during divine quarantine. And I really want God to change me, to change my family, to change Batel, to change New Covenant, to, to do what he has to do that we might be God's instruments for change in the future. Now, um, some die in quarantine, others are prospered, some are prepared for service, and some are prepared for greatness in God and his plan. Uh, I feel a weight of glory in this congregation. Hallelujah. I, I mean, you're, you're special. You're not like all, you know, not, I don't want to puff you up, but you're special. I don't want to puff you up either, Grubby. You're just... <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, um, I've discovered that when God puts us in divine quarantine, he wants to speak to us, he wants to prepare us, and he wants to make us capable to live in his kingdom. And he, want, he wants to produce more than conquerors. Um, another message, having been kept out of the world during divine quarantine, I, have, I more than ever want to return and go back into the world. What, what is the Great Commission? Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Go, I, I, I want to go into the world more than ever. We're locked out of the world, but I want to go back into the world to save the world. That's, that's what, one thing that I'm taking personally out of divine quarantine. I, I prophesied over the Battelle family uh, and I, t I, 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 told, I prophesied over Battelle of India that 18 cities in India, you know, 1.3 billion people in India, it's a subcontinent. And up until the moment of this quarantine, Battelle of India was advancing you know, from India, and then from India, Nepal, and from, from India, Mongolia. And there's no stopping Battelle of India. I mean, they, they will probably be, they'll certainly be the largest 
Vattel family in the world. And we only have a few Europeans there. Now all our leaders are Indians, virtually. You know, we have, still have some Spaniards and some other, you know, Americans and New Zealanders. But it's basically it's an Indian work that's growing, and they, they, they're going to be tens, of, there'll be tens of thousands of them shortly. I tell Portugal is, I mean, it's, they're growing and they're triumphing. You know, Batel uh, uh, of Brazil, Batel of Russia, Russia is now in five cities of Russia. They've started Kazakhstan and they've started Ukraine and Estonia and Belarus and, and just moving ahead. You know, they're, they're, who can stop them by the grace of God? They, Putin kicked all the missionaries out. You know, we have to, our, our, our Mario and, and Lena have to, they're in Batel, Finland, supervising their leaders who, by love and faith, still look to them from in Russia. And it goes on and on. You know all about Batel, UK, about what Kent and Mary Alice and, and, and Batel, it's happening in Batel of UK and Scotland and the Czech Republic and South Africa and, they, and their new headquarters. It's, it's astounding what they're doing. And we could tell the story over and over and all over the world. Well, God is preparing us in this time of quarantine for the future. David, King David, he was the beloved of God. He understood divine quarantine, and he took advantage of his time in divine quarantine. He was called from his youth to be a great hero and to be king of Israel. And you all remember after his grand victory with Goliath, uh, he received glory, honor, favor from King Saul and from all of Israel. And his fame grew and grew among all the nation. And it says in 1 Samuel 18, 7, they sang and they danced and they said this, they said, Saul has wounded his thousands and David his ten thousands. David began to grow in popularity so much so that Saul became very envious of David and wanted to destroy David, wanted to kill him. Sometimes, and how did God save David? How did God protect David? He sent David into divine quarantine. And sometimes divine quarantine is used to humble us for our own good and to prepare us for even greater service and glory. And I wonder sometimes, you know, Battelle is, you can get proud and puffed up when so many wonderful things happen. You know, WEC has more than 2,000 missionaries in the world, and they've had this, each, they have different areas of the world, each continent's an area. They had to make Battelle an area of WEC because Batel is in so many continents and cities. We don't fit in any, any of the paradigms anymore. But sometimes, God, you know, we, we, you have to be humbled so that you don't destroy yourself. And God saved David from pride and humbled him. He also saved him from Saul by sending him into divine quarantine. And how did he do that? We had to, you know, one of the, the long story of David and the beloved of God. He flew from the wrath, he fled, flew, Uyo. He fled from the wrath of Saul. And how did God protect him? He put him in divine quarantine in a cave, in the cave of Adullam. Uh, it says in 1 Samuel uh, chapter 22, verses 1 and 2, and then David fled to the cave of Adullam, where his brethren and all the house of his father, when they knew that, they came unto him and joined themselves to him. And then they, they, they joined. Then all the afflicted and all that were debtors and all those that were in bitterness of spirit, they uh, made him the, the chief among them. And he had 400,000 others with him in the cave of Adullam in divine quarantine. 1 
particular season. Uh, who knows what, what the name of Battelle's Bible School is called? The, our Bible training program is called the Cave of Adullam. We have Adullam. It's called Adullam. La Cueva de Adullam. And it's because that's where... And those that went with David are the, the poor, the bitter in spirit, the rejected, the outcast. And there he, they were changed into the princes and the governors and the elite of Israel over the years. If you look later on in, in the, um, the histories, you'll discover that those same people that came to David in the cave of Adullam, that were set aside, taken out of the kingdom, were prepared, and they are his generals, his governors, and the elite of Israel after 30 years with David. I believe that God is those that he's pulling out of the world and he's preparing in divine quarantine can be raised up to become the leaders to carry the gospel forward with power and authority. Who else do we know has been placed in divine quarantine? Think of Elijah, the great prophet of God. You all know the story of Elijah. He challenged the prophets of Baal on Mount Carmel. You remember there was a great uh, famine that came upon the land and drought and Elijah challenged the prophets of Baal and Ahab and Jezebel. You know, they made two altars on, on Mount Carmel. They called down fire. God answered by fire Elijah's offering. He didn't answer by fire the uh, prophets of Baal. And they were destroyed. And then uh, Elijah had to flee. Well, he, brought, he asked for great, great rain came. He, he outran uh, Ahab's chariots. And then he... Uh, Ahab returned to Jerusalem, told Jezebel, and they decided they were going to kill and destroy Elijah. And what, how, what did God do after that great victory, calling down fire from heaven, so much power? He sent Elijah into divine quarantine. He fled into the desert. He was, he was under the broom tree. He ended up uh, going to Mount Carmel. And where did God place him? In a cave, in divine quarantine again. And there God spoke to him, the still small voice, and prepared him to deliver Israel finally from Baal and finally from Ahab and Jezebel. Again, it's, sometimes we, we, we want to see great power and great signs and wonders. God will sometimes pull us out of that and put us again in divine quarantine to do something even deeper and more powerful than anything we can imagine or dream. Now, um, like David, Elijah, God's chosen servants are often placed in quarantine. Now, let me just mention uh, a few more things. Have you ever heard of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Have you heard of Daniel? They were the, the young Israelites. Where were they placed in divine quarantine? Well, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were placed in the, cast in the fiery furnace. Daniel was in the Fosso in the lion's den. And who was with them in the divine quarantine? In the fiery furnace, there was a, there was a fourth. The Lord was with them in divine quarantine. And in the lion's den, who was with Daniel in the lion's den? The Lord. And so, I, you know, it does, we don't know where God's going to place us, what he's going to do to us, but he's always with us. In quarantine. Sometimes the quarantines are 70 years, sometimes they're 70 days. Have you ever heard of Jonah the prophet? Where was Jonah placed in divine quarantine? 
in the belly of a fish. And he was there for 10 years. No, he was there for three days and three nights. See, it isn't the length of the quarantine. It isn't the place of the quarantine. It's when God puts you in a place you don't want to be, and then he's there with you, and he prepares you, and he anoints you, and he shares with you your destiny and calling. I more than ever want to see this world turn to God. And, you know, there's a verse going through my mind. It's going, I I hear it day after day after day. Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. These signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. They shall cast out demons. If they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. I want to see again the gospel confirmed with power and love and signs Debate's not going to do it. Not even good Christian teaching is going to do it. We have to teach systematically the scriptures. And like you know, this whole political debate that's happening right now in our nation, you can't persuade the other side. You, it's, it's, it, it's, we need signs, wonders, and power. The supernatural breaking into our lives again. And I believe that, that this ito, this stone pillar, this marker, this milestone of the quarantine is telling us that something wonderful is about to happen. And one day we'll look back and we'll see what God was intending to do and how he began to do it. Let me pray with you. I believe that something is about to happen and we're part of that process right now. Let me pray with you. Father, I want to thank you for this pandemia. Lord, we, we, we don't make light of it. We know there's much suffering. Lord, but we thank you that you're giving us hearts and a vision and understanding in the midst of this. And I th- we thank you, Lord, that you are dealing with us right now. You are raising up Davids. You're raising up uh, Elijahs. You're raising up individuals, Josephs, who have a reason, Lord, for humbling themselves. We, I humble myself, Lord. We humble ourselves, Lord, under your mighty hand and all that's happening. Lord, we, we, we long to be free, to go back into the world. Anoint us, Lord. Put a weight of glory upon our shoulders, our hearts, Anoint our hands, our minds, our tongues, our eyes. Oh, Lord Jesus, I thank you that here in in New Covenant, in this chosen group of people, Lord, you have Davids, you have Elijahs, you have Josephs, Lord. Urashatakatakai. Esthers. Lord, you you have... Marys and Marthas, Lord, you have chosen, chosen vessels, Lord, who will turn this Lehigh Valley upside down. Lord, you have people here who are called beyond uh, the Lehigh Valley, beyond Pennsylvania, who are called into the nations, Lord, a new generation. People like Kent and Mary Alice, Ian and Selena, and so many others, Lord, have have done so much good for the kingdom, Lord. Raise up new generations, Lord. 
And, 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 and even the, the, the older brethren, those that, are, you know, that think they're drawing near to eternity, near to the end of their, their carrera, their, their, their race here, Lord, give them extended life, extended strength, and faith, faith and wisdom to touch new generations, Lord, new generations for you. Oh, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, we thank you. We thank you, Lord. Do you remember the, in the life of Jeremiah? Jeremiah, he was, he was a prophet just at the time of the fall of Jerusalem. And what did Jeremiah prophet, prophet Isar, prophesy? to the king and to the leaders of Israel. They wanted to flee to Egypt. They wanted to, 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 didn't want to surrender to the Babylonians. And what did he say? He said, go into quarantine, go into Babylon. And there, God will reveal his will to you. He was cast into the miry clay, into the pit, into the cistern. And he was there because he told Israel, the divine will of God for you is to go into quarantine in obedience and God will reveal what he wants to do for you. And Israel was taken into Babylon for 70 years and then taken out to rebuild. I don't, you know, I don't like quarantine. And I'm kind of a rebel. But I'm going to submit for a season, trusting that God is, is doing something in me, in my family, in Betel, and in New Covenant. God bless you. Thank you for listening to the NC4 Podcast. For more info, visit our website at nc4.org. We believe in the power of a connected life. If you prayed to give your life to Jesus today, we'd love to help you walk it out together. Just text the word JESUS to 610-816-6062.